Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Electric Entertainment and our final episode of Season 2. Can't believe we're actually saying that. It seems like Season 2 has flown by. We have done so many things over this season. I know our Season 1 was just kind of a pilot season to kind of just get a feel for, are there any listeners for this type of uh, podcast out there of, of physical media, entertainment, all things movies and uh, TV shows from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And you know what? We found out that there was. And what an exciting time to be part of this community. And, you know, we we had a short pilot season, jumped right into season two, and here we are at the end of it and ready to t- just t- kind of talk about uh, our thoughts around how we, th- we thought season two went and kind of give you a, a little bit of a glimpse into season three because we've got a jam-packed year ready to jump right into it as well with a lot of exciting stuff. So I'm your host, Chris. With me as always is my co-host Ryan. Ryan, how is it going? And can you believe we're at the end of season two? Oh, I know this, it has just flown by, you know, I, I think about everything that we've done and completed and accomplished in this season. I, if you would have told me back then from that, like you were talking about the that kind of debut half a season of that first season, we were kind of testing the waters and yeah, to see if we would have anyone tuning in, checking out this show, and we have. And I'm just really kind of proud of everything that we've put out this year from everything that we've done. We came up with a huge, massive movie tournament that we started at the kind of the beginning of the season, which is going to become an annual thing. We ran through the summer and that awesome idea of the block party, talking about so many things in the summer, and it just rolled right into our favorite season, the fall, oh, yeah. with our fall series, talking about all kinds of horror films. And um, and so now getting here at the end of the year, it has its flown by. Like, I, I just can't believe we're already about to enter the new year in 2023 and coming soon, a new season. But, but yeah, I'm very thankful and very appreciative of all the listeners out there and and everything to come. Like, like they have no idea what's in store for them oh, yeah. for and this upcoming. Yeah, we're really? gonna we're gonna dive into that too. Just just give you a sneak peek. We want to leave kind of a cliffhanger here. We don't want to give you everything that we're gonna be doing, but just some exciting things we're working on. You know, we we actually, if you haven't listened to our last episode, we had a great interview episode. Some of the things that we did this season that we're hoping to do more and more of as we kind of move into season three and even further on is to do more of electric from the road. You know, we did a a really cool interview piece with one of the stores that Ryan and I shop at a lot um, at disc replay in Terre Haute. And we, we appreciate them jumping on and being part of our last episode. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, go back and listen to that. And um, if you haven't done so already, and you're not subscribed, I don't know why not, because you're getting all kinds of great content. So if you like this stuff, make sure you're subscribed so that you're getting all the latest things that are dropping on a regular basis from Electric Entertainment. We're on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Ryan's got um, Letterbox that he puts out really high-quality reviews of a lot of films that, that we like, and, and even some we don't. So if you're not yet checking those out, please do so, because uh, you can reach us there pretty easily as well. So if you got any ideas, thoughts, things that you'd like to see us do on the show, throw them our way, and, and we'll see what we can do to try to fit some of that in. But yeah, so season two, man, it started off strong with, um, we had a new year, and talked a lot about new releases, and and we've we've put out quite a few episodes. Uh, we tried to model it a little bit after like a TV season. So right, you, we did the first season, which it, it's kind of tagged season one, um, but it was more of a pilot. We had just a, a few episodes that we threw out there, and then when season two hit the very start in January. Uh, it was back-to-back episodes through a lot of bonus content out there. But yeah, starting off uh, this year with the new season, we, we talked about new releases and we jumped into like great sports movies. Um, and then by that time, we were like in, in February and talked about My Bloody Valentine. So it seems like yesterday we were just recording these, Ryan, and here we are, what, 24 or so episodes, not even counting all the bonus episodes that we threw out there later. And it just seems like we just got done hitting the record button on my bloody valentine and and here we are the end of the year 
Yeah, but what's so great about it is like the listeners have no idea that we're like we're just getting started, right? We were just before we jumped on the air, we were talking and kicking around ideas of what we've got cooking up for the new season that's going to come out in January, and I'm so looking forward to it because it's things that is going to um, have us kind of dabble on the creative side, and that's what we're about here at Electic is about creating content not just regurgitating stuff that you can hear anywhere else we want to be very innovative and very different and i think yep. people get that with this show so yeah. it's definitely a mix like we we jumped in right after that and started talking soundtracks so we're not just not just talking the movies here we're we're definitely involved in a lot of other things but like Ryan said, even with some of the trailers for some of the blocks of uh, episodes that we did, we I know we had our, our block party and then we did our fall series. We try to be pretty uh, creative with some of the teaser trailers that we're putting out there with some of these episodes. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about those uh, as well. But yeah, I totally agree with you. We want to try to be, we don't want to do the same thing over and over again. We want to keep it fresh, keep it exciting and, and definitely hitting on the things that you guys want to hear so definitely give us some feedback on that but also if there's something creative you'd like to see us try we're all ears for sure yeah so i think with this as we talked about being uh, kind of our wrap around wrap up for the season uh at the end of the year here i think we should maybe um since we haven't talked about it in a while kind of share with our listeners what we've picked up recently um yeah i know it's been a minute, right, since we've talked about it, and I know I've picked up quite a bit of things, and I'm sure I know you have as well, definitely. Yeah, and we used to do this, but then it was like we it was kind of becoming repetitive. So if you listen to early on episodes that we did, we we kind of in some started with here's the things that hit the mailbox, things that we picked up recently, and then it kind of shifted to the end of the episode. Then it be, kind of became its own bonus episode, and we just haven't done it in a while because we've done so many other things, but definitely have had a lot of things rolling in. And this year has just been, I think, a a year for physical media like no other. I, I, I think back kind of pre-pandemic, and we talked about this during our disc replay episode, it, it seemed like physical media was kind of on the decline. But then as we went through the pandemic, people were at home, people were, were streaming things, but then uh, a lot of the collectors kind of grew out of that pandemic period as well. And then you start seeing the studios really just putting out a lot of good quality stuff and the boutique labels that uh, came and just are putting high quality physical media out there, not just of movies, but of bonus content and special features that come along with that. And to look back over 2022, I mean, there are just a ton of things we could talk about. But let let's hit some of the highlights of this year. What are what are some of the things that uh, were some really cool things that you were able to pick up this year, Ryan? Yeah. So recently, I just it actually just dropped. It came out maybe a week or two ago, and I got it through Amazon, where I frequently buy a lot of my physical releases. But I was just waiting for it to come out because it just wrapped its final season at in August. So they were like just like right out there. Uh, just a couple months later, putting it out in a physical release form. And I'm talking about it's a prequel series to kind of a very beloved show. And the show I'm talking about is Breaking Bad. And its prequel show is uh, called Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. And, and it just wrapped its – the whole series wrapped in August. And they already had the complete series on Blu-ray dropped uh, December 6th or 7th. And I picked it up, um, like I said – uh on a pre-order and i i'd gotten it just a few weeks back and um just things like that like it what blows my mind is how quick things come out now uh, because if you think back years ago years ago when a movie got done on its theatrical run you wouldn't see the movie release until like six months or a year later but you know in today's age after a movie is done in theaters it's out in a physical form literally two or three months later Ain't yeah. that kind of, it, yeah. it blows I mean, my mind how quick the turnaround is. It's hard to keep up with it, to be honest with you, because there are so there are so many uh, good titles that come out. And like you say, so many that come out so quickly. And, and a lot of times, like what you'll see too, is, is um, with streaming and with uh, the physical releases, those 
a lot of times be in the same kind of time frame where, yeah, used to you'd see something that dropped in a theater. It'd be months before you'd see it on a shelf. Now it's just a matter of weeks sometimes and you're able to get it yeah. and pick it up and, and bring it home. Yeah, it, it but it, it makes it um, – it's that's not a bad thing though because I know back then when you would go see a movie in the theater and then it, you were just waiting and waiting around, waiting around until it finally came out in a physical form. So it's actually I, – I think it is – kind of beneficial that uh, there's not such a long wait time in uh, when, when they're when they when they're released out in a physical form um because you're wanting it right away because there's so many films that we want to go that we go to the theater to see and then it's like we want to own the a physical form of it as well a physical copy so it's um but yeah definitely um better call Saul was um it was a one that i definitely wanted so i was glad i was able to get that um i also picked up so we i know and i know you probably jumped in on it too so a lot of these boutique labels um in the past and especially this year they go all out for their black friday sales and i'm oh, talking yeah. full-blown it's a like their full catalog and they do some pretty good deals and um uh one of our boutique labels that we frequently buy from uh, Venera syndrome they had a pretty pretty good sale and i picked up several uh several uh releases from their catalog uh just uh, over this last this black friday All right. sale yeah so and, what'd you get um, what'd you end up getting so i ended up getting um they had a couple there was a couple because they're they, they 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 have some partners that they're um that sell releases through with them so um one of the films i picked up is kind of like a is kind of a cult film um it's called and it's and it's sold out quick but it's called uh cutter's way okay and uh and it like I, I was trying to pick it up like over the summer and it was sold out and then they restocked it um and then it sold out again but then they restocked it like right before black friday so uh, it's a good because it's very like when they release these physical f- copies they they don't release too many of them sometimes uh, they'll have maybe a thousand copies and that's it or, or 500 or yeah. 2000. So you run into trying to get it when you can get it because the, when they're sold out, they're typically, they sometimes usually just don't restock them at all. Um, a couple other films I picked up, um, which a lot of people won't really know them because they were kind of, kind of underground independent. Um, but you'll know, you'll know him from, one of the major films he was in. So a, a movie I'm talking about, I picked up is called villains and it stars the famous actor, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise in the latest iteration of it. It's basically a horror film and it's, um, uh, just a couple, it's not too old. It's like a couple of years old, but it's, it's an independent film and a couple others. I picked up one that I was really glad I picked up and it was from, it's an, uh, kind of a classic movie from the 80s well two of them the one that you had mentioned to me i, I kind of forgot they were releasing it but i ended up getting and picking it up is uh the classic with patrick swayze oh, roadhouse yeah. yes yeah i picked it and then another one i picked up was not really remembered but it was a, a film from the 80s and it's called um the coca-cola kid have you ever heard of this movie i've seen it on their site yeah i've not i've not seen it nor yeah. have i picked it up what's well, a very um i don't know it's very it's a kooky kind of movie, but yeah. it, it's it's a good comedy though, and and I never I never even heard of it before, but it was kind of a small independent picture that was made, and so yeah, I picked it up, and I have several others, but but it was just a good, it was a really good sell that they had, and I was just glad I was able to uh, pick up a lot of these because, like I said, a lot of these, especially with the the cutters way it sold out like instantly i i remember when i got jumped back on the site like a day or two later it already sold out so yeah so yeah you kind of got to pick them up when you can yeah they vinegar syndrome is one of the i think leaders in physical media just with the quality of work that they put into it to the movie the special features like the scans that they do and also just the packaging of, of their Blu-rays and yeah. 4Ks and, and everything that they've got. Like if you get, you can get them without slip covers and stuff. But um, if you get the ones that have the limited edition slip covers on them, you're not going to find a higher quality slip cover for the product that you're getting and the price point that you're paying. They just put oh, a yeah. lot of love into the releases that they do. Now they've got a lot of, I would say really kind of, 
bad, like trashy kind of B level movies that they put out there and really kind of polish up really nice, but aren't, aren't really good films. I've got several of those that I've bought from Vinegar Syndrome, uh, over this past year or past couple of years, I should say, but I did pick up some really quality, uh, films here recently that they've gotten into. So when we did our kind of electric on the road to the horror convention this year, remember back, when was that back in April, I think maybe, when yeah, we like on March, March, March or April. Yeah. So early in this season, we had an episode. So if you haven't listened to it, you can go back there and, and check it out. We actually talked to Vinegar Syndrome quite a bit and I picked up several things from their table then. And one thing that I, I found interesting, that was when I think it was Drop Dead Fred had just come out and it had a universal logo logo on the spine. And I asked the the person that was there. I was like, so does this mean that Vinegar Syndrome's going to be picking up more kind of higher quality films um, and with bigger studio names t- tied to them? And uh, she was like, she didn't answer the question, but definitely was like, well, you need to just keep uh, checking out what we drop throughout the rest of the year. And oh my gosh, over from that time period till today, the titles that I picked up, you already mentioned one which is a Vinegar Syndrome, um, it's a VSU title, number four in the VSU series, which I got the 4K. Did you just get the Blu-ray? Is that what you got? Or did you get yeah, the full I, package? I Yeah, I just went ahead and got the, yeah. The, I, mine, yeah, I got the um, the complete, the yeah. The box set, okay. Cause, yeah, because the artwork is just oh, amazing. Yeah. So it comes, it's a 4K, has a Blu-ray, and uh, has a book about the, the movie, but Roadhouse is such a classic, and for them to release this title, it's a big MGM title, and uh, a bit. I think the biggest one that they've done so far that they put out is just a really nice release. I've watched this, and the quality of it, both sound and visuals, is just remarkable. So I would highly recommend. But it just shows the elevation of better and better titles that they're putting in their catalog and they're releasing. The second one that I got was another big title that um, they put out, an MGM title, and the sequel to, and I know, Ryan, you don't really care for this one, uh, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, Part 2 is what they released in a nice, like, sturdy box with a slipcase on it in a 4K that has remarkable visuals and sound to it. And again, just another title that came out about the same time. So I ordered these prior to the black friday sale so i was able to add some titles for my black for black friday to that shopping cart and it all shipped at once so it's a little delayed getting the the roadhouse release because i had ordered it before it, it went to the black friday sale but a couple things that were interesting that i picked up from there uh they did amityville the amityville horror on a 4k which is another solid uh, release that they've put out with a very high quality uh, visual and sound and a couple interesting titles kind of following up on An- Amityville Horror this one sold out really fast and it's it's not a vinegar syndrome it's a partner release title like you were talking about um, but it is the Amityville curse and I know this one like as soon as they put it up with the slip cover and all it went it sold out like I think within a couple weeks if I'm not mistaken but I've not checked this one out, but that's one that I picked up. And then the other one that I'll mention, since we're talking Vinegar Syndrome, and I did watch this um, because I was curious about, because I, I loved the original Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. They released uh, The Birds 2, Land's End. And it, I mean, it's definitely not an Alfred Hitchcock movie, not comparable to the original, but it still had a, a it was a good little flick. Um, and it's got some bonus features to it. Uh, so I was glad I picked it up, but those are a few that I, I got from vinegar syndrome that were just really cool releases that I didn't think when I think back to when we were on the road back in March or April, I would never would have thought I would have these in hand, uh, released by vinegar syndrome. Cause they're really known for their kind of B type movies that, that they put out there, but they've definitely stepped up a bit in their game. I'd have to say. Oh yeah. Um, vinegar syndrome is the, the work that they do and this just you definitely see how passionate they are for not just 
them putting out the releases that they're putting out, but they're passionate about their fan base and they're appreciative of their customers and like the whole subscriber thing that they do, you know, there's not a whole lot of boutique labels out there that are, they put that much time and effort into putting together a structured system where you have these paid subscribers who pay this time fee and they'll get all of that late boutique labels releases that release every single month because vinegar syndrome has gotten so big now because they've been around about a decade they've been around 10 years and they've gotten so big that they're putting out multiple releases on a monthly basis so they want to uh, basically reward their customer base and they put out these um these subscriber membership things that i'm kind of thinking about possibly maybe doing not maybe not this year but maybe in the fall in maybe in a couple years i might do it because you do save i think you save a little bit of money in in the long run but they are there. I think you said you said it best. They're the leader in the physical media, um, the game, like in the whole, um, the whole in the whole world out of any like boutique label. I think they're they're number one when it comes to not just the the work that they're doing because like they they put like I think they put a lot of time and effort into not only just yeah figuring out what they're going to release, but they put a lot of time and effort on. Like, look at the like the one you just mentioned, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Like I said, it is, in my opinion, the worst <laughs> sequel in in movie history. But look at the amount of interviews that that release has. Oh yeah, compared compared to the Scream Factory release, like they included all those old interviews from like the Shout release. Yep. And then look at all those new interviews they scored w- on their release with yeah. a brand new audio commentary. So. They put in the work, and it, it definitely shows in the in those releases. Yeah, for sure. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about um, big studio releases that I feel the the number one big studio that's doing I think a really good job from a price point standpoint because I I want to talk about another big studio that's doing really good from a quality standpoint. But let's talk price point real quick. And and I know this is one we've talked about before on the show because uh, Lionsgate does the Vestron Video Collector Series. You know, you've got a few of those, don't you, Ryan? Oh, yeah, yeah, i got quite a bit. Yeah, so I've got actually the, got the whole collection. The whole, I've yeah. got the whole collection of uh, the Vestron Video Collector Series, and I've just been adding them now as they come out. Well, this year we saw five releases and actually one of these we talked about uh during our in search of tomorrow uh, episode because it was covered on that show and it just recently came out but these five titles the the first one i'm going to talk about since it just uh after the holidays or around the holidays when we're doing this it just dropped and it's silent night deadly night the collection silent night deadly night three four and five just came out on three disc in Blu-ray with uh, really nice artwork with a slip cover, and you can buy this right now for eleven ninety nine at Best Buy. That is remarkable that they can continue to put out high quality releases like this at these price points because it's it's got a bunch of interviews and special features in it also the one before this one was earth girls are easy that's one we talked about um on a on a recent episode like i mentioned the one before that was extreme prejudice and then they they released dream a little dream and Candyman: day of the dead again all of these all all of these are under $15 each. Some of them, I think I got one for like $7.99, maybe two of them for $7.99 a piece. And it's like, I don't know how they do that, but from a price point, I think they're the leader from a pricing standpoint because they're also doing a really good job with like their still books. They've got like the clear uh, slipcover over their still book that kind of reveals something underneath and you can get those steel books brand new for like 18 and 19 dollars and i just think they're doing a phenomenal job and they had several releases of their steel books uh this year a couple of them i think actually even won awards so they're doing a great job from a pricing standpoint yeah vestron did so did you see because i think it might be up 
on a pre-order right now, but their like latest release is the horror movie called The Dentist. Have oh yes, that? it comes out in 2023. Yes, uh, okay, it's pre-ordered. I think it comes out in January or, or February of next yeah, year. I think that's that's their next release, and yeah. that that was a movie I've heard of before, and I kind of forgot about it. But that was like a kind of a uh, like a B horror from the eighties, but very I'm, sought I'm after because it never made it to a Blu-ray. So there's like bootlegs of it out there that sell for yeah. like twenty five bucks for just the first one. They're gonna bring one and two in this collection and sell it for probably twelve bucks. It's just yeah. they're doing a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, like they did that with the two Waxworks movies. So oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they yeah, you're definitely right. I think for what you get quality wise in Vestron, that their their prices are just unbeatable, definitely. And I've I've kind of heard that they're gonna start uh releasing four Ks of these movies as well. I don't know if that will affect the pricing. I assume it will. And I haven't heard of when those that may happen, but I'm assuming since a lot of the studios are putting because you you can get really high high quality scans in 4K even on the Blu-rays. Now they're not they downgrade to put them on the disc, but they're still a 4K scan that they can put onto a 4K disc itself and and sell that. Now I know there's a little more cost to that, but I don't know when it's coming. Assuming they do get into that market still think they're probably going to be um, the best-priced 4K releases out there when they actually do get into it. Yeah, and kind of talking about, like, these two studios in Vinegar and Vestron, it's like, I kind of, I don't know if you see it this way, but I kind of do see it. Because when you brought up the, the the pricing, and then I brought up, like, Vestron, or you brought up Vestron's pricing, I brought up Vinegar's, like, dedication and passion to their fan base but it's like i feel like we're kind of like living in like a almost like a physical media wars you know where like it's like each studio is trying to one-up each other on what releases that they can you know um get distribution for and uh like what quality they can put out on a certain film and like what interviews like what people they can get to uh work on it and so yeah I, i really think just from what we've been talking about, I I definitely think that physical media is just I think thriving right now, yeah. and I think we are we're we're going to be surprised at what's ahead in the next couple of years. It 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 definitely is I think uh, a rights war now because just like we talked about with Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, Screen Factory had that title and had a really high quality release of it on Blu Ray, and. Uh, Scream Factory is a branch of Shout Factory, and Scream Factory actually this year is 10 years old too. So what you're seeing now is some titles that were kind of in the hands of Scream Factory as those rights came back uh, to be sold, or that license did for a 4K, you're seeing yeah. Vinegar Syndrome or these others kind of... Uh, Criterion even, we, we haven't even talked about them, but even with like Criterion and Kino Lorber with a lot of like the, the titles that were in Criterion's catalog, Kino Lorber's picking those up and putting them out on 4K. You're seeing Vinegar Syndrome pick up some titles that were Screams and put them out on 4K. And I, I do, I think you're, we're in the middle of, I think, a really good time because even yeah. those extremely high quality releases are still a tremendous value compared to, like, if you think way back when VHS tapes were sold, back in the day, to buy a VHS tape, you would pay, like, 70 and $80 for a VHS oh, tape yeah. just to have or, a, or, a poor yeah. quality uh, yeah. release of the film, let alone talking to any of the, the cast or the directors or anything like that. There weren't really no special features back yeah. on those, and it's just remarkable that we can get such a high quality film with such high quality extras that kind of gives you really the full history of it by talking to the people that were involved at such a really good price. It's just really remarkable that we can, we're in the time that we're in and I definitely don't see it dying for sure. Yeah. Like those mom and pop video stores, they, (laughs) let's say they had five copies of Indiana Jones. Well, Back in the day, in the eighties, they probably paid a hundred hundred bucks a pop for each of those oh, yeah, copies. Absolutely. So they're sitting on, on. I mean, that back then, and I think today, right now, like physical media is prime real estate. It's, it's. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's. I, I think the big is thing right. is like there's still yeah. a really high percentage of 
people that buy DVDs, you see a lot of DVDs still sold. And a lot of it is like your minivans come equipped with DVD players. Uh, A lot of like, it's just cheaper to buy DVDs and cheaper as a consumer. If you're going to have them in your house and watch them, cheaper route to go if you're not concerned with um, quality or anything like that. Now, Blu-rays are, they kind of are still, they're still second and 4Ks are kind of niche right now because it's just really getting started. But it's, it, I think it's definitely becoming more catered to, especially with these big releases, catered to the collector. And I think the, the studios and boutique labels realize that they have to cater to the collector because that's really who they're going to sell these products too. It's not going to be on your shelves of Walmart or even I know Best Buy does have a lot of releases that um, I was able to pick up this year that tip are from boutique labels and like with Vestron, they still carry some of those in some of the stores, but not all. So I, th- I think they're selling less and less volumes of these, even though I think like the Blu-rays and 4Ks are, are picking up more so than... DVDs, but DVDs are still the the number one seller, I guess, if you're looking at it across the board. But these Blu-rays and 4Ks are becoming better quality because it's the collectors who are buying most of them. So I think they realize that, and they're going to have to cater to that market of collectors. Will the price go up a little bit on some of these? Most likely, um, because it's a smaller volume that they're putting out there, but you're getting such higher quality than what you would typically have gotten in the past. Yeah, because all these, I mean, all these labels, they have seen in these, just in recent as these last few years, they've seen the shift where people are leaning towards more physical media and and they're they're geared towards um, buying physical media because what they're seeing is when they're putting out those small number of volumes of, um, of copies of these releases and they're selling out like instantly, like quick, quick, quick. They're, they're, they're seeing that, um, obviously there is a market for these, um, collectors, but it, it's basically telling them that, um, they're going to have to, in the upcoming years, continue to take those risks of paying big money for these releases that they're getting their hands on like vinegar syndrome getting roadhouse and texas chainsaw massacre 2 getting these bigger releases they have to take a chance and a risk because they know it's going to pay off because they're that that market is starting to i think grow and starting to widen with these what the market i'm talking about is the collector that's the that is that's i think right now for physical media that's the number that's the top the top market is the collector that's you me that's everyone who's who's out there buying a lot of these physical media releases on you know sometimes a good deal but then sometimes there's things out there that are you know big collections can get a little bit pricey um so uh but which i want to talk about uh, the other studio i I wanted to mention and then we'll kind of talk maybe about a couple more big titles throughout the year and then maybe we can shift to what's coming out that we know of like the first part of 2023 that we're looking forward to but i did want to mention because i've talked about it on here in the past, and that's Sony. Sony is doing a remarkable job with uh, some of the releases that they put out with the quality. I think they do a really good job uh, on their scans and on their audio, and even the packaging of some of the releases that they, they've put out. Last uh, year, they, they released the Columbia Classic set. Now, there's three volumes of this. We had uh, volume two and three come out, I believe both of them this year. And I I found it interesting because these on pre-order day, like if you would pre-order them the day they 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 uh, come out or the day they announce it, I guess I should say, you're going to pay basically the the MSRP price on it, which these were pretty pricey. A couple hundred dollars, I think, is what they were like originally priced at. And then as it becomes a release time, like the day it's released, they drop them down a little bit. You'll see it come down to about uh, $150, $130. What was crazy about this, because volume one sold out really quick. So it became pretty pricey, like on eBay and other secondhand uh, markets. And people were paying a lot of money for it. They released 
the volume two and it was like they flooded the market with them. So the price point of it came down to like 80 bucks and you could buy it for like $80. So those who paid that high pre-order price ended up paying like a hundred dollars more than what they really had to with where you can get it right now. Cause it's not out of print. It's not sold out. You can still get it. Volume three came out and they released it again. It came down in price to about $140. They had a sale on it for a, a short period and it dropped to like $71. And it was, there was a short window of time you could get at that. I think it's gone up maybe a little bit, but not much where it's still like around that $80 mark. And it's like, that's, what's crazy about some of this. It's like some stuff you need to wait on. Cause you can definitely get a better price on it. But then uh, a lot of times, sometimes if you wait, it goes out of print so quick and you don't get it. And then you're forced to have to find it on like these, uh, other sites that, that are second, uh, second sellers to these, and you're paying those higher prices because you can't get it from the studio. So you're going to pay the, the supply and demand price. Uh, demand, the supply is limited, so the demand's high, so you're going to pay twice as much. And I've seen a lot of that happen. Here recently, their uh, recent release, they, they released, it's a 30-year set. I don't know, you may have seen this on Amazon, Ryan. A 30-year Sony Pictures classic set of 11 films uh, in a box set that was priced over $200. And just a matter of weeks after it came down, so there was a lot of people that bought it because they were excited to get it because it's a really nice set. A matter of weeks, they had dropped this down to like $130. And it's like over $70, $80 worth of um, sale price that you could get this at. Now it's gone up again. Um, but that's a big chunk. You could take that savings and buy something else with it. So you got to kind of watch some of these studios. You don't see that really with the boutique labels, little run sales every now and then like vinegar syndrome had their black Friday sale. Right. But not to the amount of savings that some of these big studios kind of cut their prices at on day one versus just a few weeks down the road. There were some Black Friday deals with some of these studio releases at Best Buy where you could pick up 4Ks for $5.99. And at just earlier in the year, you were paying $20, $25, $30 for. So I would say if, if there was one thing, it would be just watch the prices and don't jump on something if you know or you think it's going to come down any. Yeah, it's definitely about timing. I've got a release um, kind of... I had the kind of same experience too. I, well, I got a couple, you know, um, there was one that I jumped on a pre-order and it was just a, a simple steel book. And, uh, That's you know, not uh, worthy. What, Is that the Wayne's world yeah, one? Yeah, Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went in, paid 25 and then the day it came out, it was half of that. 12 it, bucks. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Another one. I got a good one for you too. Is, um, speaking of, you name dropped him earlier who I love. I love everything that they put out and that's Kino Lorber. Oh, they yeah. put out, they put out an old show from the seventies. Um, it was kind of a precursor to the X-Files. Um, this show I'm talking about, um, it's called, it's called, uh, Kolchak. And it's about this guy who plays this detective who investigates like paranormal activity, investigates like, you know, like Bigfoot sightings and yeah. ghosts and vampires, but it was like, it was like a, it was like, yeah, a precursor to what the X-Files became known as. But anyways, um, Kino put out a release, the whole, the complete series. And it was only, it only lasted like two seasons, but, uh, I had, uh, bought it. I like, I jumped in on the pre-order, bought it. And then when it came out, it was like, it was a heck of a lot cheaper. And they did that also with the show night gallery where oh, yeah. they had it out really high starting out on the pre-order and in the day of the release they drop it like you know 30 40 dollars so yeah. uh, they'll get you, and it's about timing yeah you just kind of gotta you kind of gotta know when to jump in on you know buying a so uh, physical release so one last point on that too is criterion because you can get you got a time when you're going to buy criterion titles too because like around the month of november and then there's another uh, time 
frame a month throughout the year where Barnes and Noble will run all Criterion's half off, which includes brand new releases that are dropping on the month that the sale happens. So you can get Blu-rays that are normally 40 bucks for 20, 4Ks that are normally 50 bucks for 25. And then uh, Criterion will have like a flash sale or something. They'll do half price on their movies on their site. But that is the only time really I would ever buy Criterion because that's half off. And if you're buying it at any other time, you're paying twice as much as what you could. And their titles really don't go out of print ever. But I did want to mention, because uh, I think we both got this and uh, there was a problem with, we had to get a replacement disc or something with it, but it was one of the titles earlier this year that they put out. I got a 4k. I think you got the Blu-ray and, uh, that was Citizen Kane. So that was a big title this year that I wanted to mention. And a couple others that I picked up during the sale of November, uh, they just actually released a Disney title, Disney Pixar title, uh, WALL-E and another, a classic movie with Denzel Washington, um, and that's Malcolm X. So I I have to give Criterion props because they've been doing this a long time, and they really put out high quality releases as well. There's there's a lot of titles in their catalog, but they just got started in kind of releasing the 4Ks. I know they were a little bit behind some of these other studios, which. Kino Lorber was releasing quite a few and picking up some of these titles that uh, were once Criterion titles that they have the rights to release on 4K. So I think they realized they needed to step their game up and really start getting going on the 4Ks because it's just been a whirlwind of 4K releases with all these studios. So what other titles do you got, Ryan? I picked up, so um, I'm a, a big Marilyn Monroe fan. I've always been huge Marilyn Monroe fan and recently uh earlier this year Netflix did a very high budgeted remake of the 2001 film based on Marilyn Monroe called Blonde and it was um it was like a big like it was like I said big budgeted and it was something that I feel like they should have released in the theater so it really surprised me that it actually got dropped on Netflix because I mean, their budget on this film was like, I think like 70, 75 million. I mean, it was a huge budgeted film to be just wasted on a streaming platform because I knew, I know it would have made a ton of money in the theaters, but anyways, I've been, yeah, I've been such a a big Marilyn Monroe fan my whole life. And, um, I picked up just recently off Amazon was, uh, two things. Uh, so one, I picked up a, an awesome that I really didn't know about, but it's a pretty cool uh, Blu-ray collection of all of Marilyn Monroe's greatest films. And it's Hmm. a collection of about uh, 10 of her films in one real neat, um, like slip bookcase. So you open up, it's like a slip case. You pull out the, it's like in two separate books you pull out and there's like, um, there's like four discs in each little book case and it's yeah. really neat but it's called uh it's called forever maryland and it i got it really reasonable um i just got a used copy but um i got it yeah pretty cheap like 30 dollars. and then um i picked up the that movie that i was talking about um the movie blonde i picked up the original from 2001 uh and it's not it, it's what the reason i bought it is because it's kind of hard to find so i'd been watching it i'd been kind of watching it on ebay and there's um a couple months ago there was some different prices on it um you can't get it on blu-ray you can you can only get it like a dvd copy of it but there was some copies on ebay that was going you know like close to 100 bucks because it's just kind of it's out of print and it's hard to find but uh, the movie like i said it's based on Marilyn monroe it's called blonde but it's based on the novel called blonde but the original movie came out in 2001 and it stars um uh, Poppy Montgomery, Patrick Dempsey, and then the late great Kirstie Alley plays in it. But it's just a classic film that just shows the ups and downs and the history and the the life that Marilyn lived. But yeah. um, that is uh, so I, I'm all I'm all about, especially if it's something that I like and it, it's out of print and it's hard to come by. I'm usually a sucker and I'll usually pay that high price i know yeah. you're probably saying you're probably the same way but it depends on I what it know. is yeah it depends on what it is well 
it, it does really depend because if it's out of print, you're not going to be able to find it anywhere. Yeah. And and I have bought those things that are out of print and it hurts to have to pay those out of print prices. Right. Because you could like, cause like you run into the case where you've seen it months ago and it was half the price, you know, yep. and you're, you're just killing yourself over it. You're like, <laughs> Why didn't I buy it when yep. I had the chance. Yeah. But uh, so let me ask you, do you have any like was there anything that you bought within the last couple months that was very pricey that was either you just had to have it or it maybe was out of print? Do you have any uh, uh, good I so let's see. There was um I kind of lucked out, I think, cuz I have gotten a a couple of so the Vinegar Syndrome VSU titles, they have four of those in that line. The VSA titles, they have like 30 some. And yeah. some of those are really out, like way higher price. So I've been lucky to find a couple of those, like at the used movie stores that uh, we've talked about, like down at Evansville, there's a Super Mega. I found a couple there, but I was looking for one VSU title, like in that box case that you talked about, and they're sold out everywhere. Vinegar Syndrome sold out. Um, and all these sites are sold sold out. It's not shown up yet, but there was because these are like twenty nine, thirty five, somewhere around there. They they usually start like thirty five, forty dollars. They come down in price a little bit. I was able to find one that was posted on an Amazon page from a second hand seller. So it's like not coming directly from Amazon, but like you know how people can sell stuff yeah. through Amazon. For like forty five bucks, so I'm not paying a, a a ridiculous price, but I'm hoping it shows up and it is what it's supposed to be. That's what my my only fear is. Well, I got a good price on it, but is it the right thing that's going to show up? I know sometimes you can get really kind of ripped off by some of these sellers that put stuff out there. So Definitely. that's my only fear, and that's something I've recently ordered that I've yet to see it show up. But I'm curious if it shows up. It's an out of print. And it was a, a decent price, so I'm I got my fingers crossed on that one. Speaking of that, the recently um, released film from Vinegar, uh, it's a movie called Invisible Maniac. Oh my people, gosh! People were selling their slip covers for three hundred bucks on eBay. Can yeah. you believe that? Which you could have like talking about, like they did this at April Fool's Day of this year. They put and. They just held their hand out. Like typically they take a picture holding a Blu-ray and you see what it is. Well, it was yeah. one of them just holding their hand out and said, buy this. And it was a special just on April Fool's Day, this $7 invisible slip. And it, they had this long spiel about it. Like it's this new technology that they're using. And I thought it was them poking fun of how like slip cover or slipcase slipcover collectors are with their titles. Like it's nice to have, but I'm not like, I've got titles with them without them. I'm not a collector of like, it's got to have yeah. this. I, if I can pick it up used, if it has a slip on it, great. If it doesn't, I don't care if I buy it new, if I can save some money, I'll go without it. I, I really don't, I'm not tore up if I do or don't get it. And I know a lot of yep. people like you, you follow some of these social media sites where people talk about these in communities and it's like, oh, I sent it back because it had like a little crease in it or something. I'm like, that's pretty picky. But anyways, back to this uh, April Fool's Day, seven bucks, send the money in. Nobody heard anything more about it up until like leading up to Black Friday. They were like, well, this is going to be uh, released for those that bought this for seven dollars. And it, it's a lenticular slip and it kind of changes the image on it as you turn it. it was seven bucks. But yeah, people are putting those on eBay. I mean, it's yeah. cardboard. They're putting them on eBay and selling for two and three hundred dollars. Like you have got to be kidding me. Some of this stuff gets just extremely silly, and it's like, who is dropping this kind of money on stuff like that when you don't even get the movie? I know it's crazy, but, but yes, it it definitely shows you that there are some extreme collectors out there, though. Oh, definitely. And will pay whatever. So that's why you see them when they hit the aftermarket and they're out of print. That's why it's difficult to get these things because. I mean, there are collectors out there that are will pay whatever they want to for them. And people that buy the, the unfortunate thing is people buy this stuff up to resell it as like an investment or something that is going to get a, a high dollar amount, which we've talked a lot about vinegar syndrome. And we're releasing this in the month of December. 
and none of their titles are on their webpage right now. It's just their, uh, their, their partner, partner labels. Yeah, so yeah. they've only got their partner labels up on their website right now. So people are jumping over to eBay thinking that some of the Vinegar Syndrome titles are like Roadhouse is sold out. So they're paying like $150, $200 for Roadhouse on there when come January 1st, you'll be able to buy that title for like 35 bucks on Vinegar Syndrome's website. And they've got thousands of them still available. And it's like people need to do their research before getting ripped off by somebody over on some secondhand yeah. market on, on the internet. But anyways, all right, so we're, we're getting close to an hour. Some big titles yeah, I just wanted to yeah. mention this year because it's, it's got to be mentioned, uh, like Top Gun Maverick came out, Remarkable 4K. I think it's going to be one of the, the greatest like physical media, media releases that happens this year, but also it's it's hard to to beat really in regards to like the IMAX scenes and sound and and all of that. We had Halloween Kills come out soon soon to have Halloween Ends be released. Uh, we had the Star Trek uh, the first six films out this year on 4K, which was which was really cool. Uh, you know, we had a lot of other cool titles from a, a place that. Uh, we haven't talked a whole lot about, but Arrow Video, my gosh, they put out so many great horror films, and every release that they put out is just of high quality. You know, we have Synapse, uh, Severin, they both do great work and put out great titles. They had some some good titles that came out this year, so we could talk forever, you know, like Scream Factory. Unfortunately, they're, they seem to just be releasing like their catalog of titles they already have on Blu-ray, but they had a few in there that that have they don't have on Blu-ray, like the Child's Play uh, trilogy of movies that they put out one, two, and three. Um, so that was pretty cool. We had some other releases from some of the bigger studios. I know um, some some cool titles like the the Jurassic World collection. Now that we've got both of uh, the Jurassic Park and the Jurassic World world wrapped up now they had some pretty cool releases of that so this year was just packed full i don't know is there any big ones you want to mention before we jump to what's coming out next year well i i yeah i kind of want to shy away from physical what i wanted to ask you was what what were the best films of 2022 that's what i want to know like Uh, i want want you to give me what was your top films of 22 best of here's my top two i'll give you my top two and then you give me your top two all right all right sounds good so there were i went to the theater a few times and there were two that i went back to the theater and watched again in theater because they were so good i've got them both on physical media one of them i've already mentioned one i haven't mentioned at all yet and um the first one i'll mention is probably my number one it is it was such a, and, and I, this is why I think it stuck around in, in theater so long and why people, I think, flocked to it to see because it was really a blast back to the original. But this one just kind of took that and, and went way to the next level with the technologies that have advanced since the original. And just everything they did was, it, it was perfect, I think. And that's Top Gun Maverick. That was a, a beautiful film in theater. I watched it in just a regular uh, theater, like I talked about on our last episode, and then went back and watched it in an IMAX, and it was just, it felt like you were right there the whole time. The release that they put out on physical media is exactly the same uh, with the setup I've got. It just, it feels like you're right there. The second movie that I thought they did a, a really great job, you've talked about Marilyn Monroe. Um, this is dramatized, but it actually is, I, I think they did a really good job with it because the, the, the movie flowed so well, they actually hit on a lot of kind of the life of, I know some of it was dramatized for the theatrical presentation of it, but it was, it was really spot on with a lot of things. And that was the movie Elvis this year. I did not go into that movie expecting to like it as well as I did. And the actors, obviously Tom Hanks is in it. Um, and you know, the, the actor that played Elvis did a fantastic job of like getting you as you watch it, just to think that this is, it just sucks you in. Like you're watching a dramatized picture of the life of Elvis Presley. And, and I think they, the director did a phenomenal job. The music to it is great. 
And I would say that is definitely my number two film of this year for sure. Yeah, my uh, well, my my top two, my number, my first one's pretty easy. I literally just spent ten minutes earlier talking about it, but it's <laughs> uh, not a film that was in the theaters. It, it was a Netflix release, and I'm talking about the Marilyn Monroe film Blonde. It, yeah, I had watched it. Um, me and my wife did one night, and uh, what we watched it in two settings. It was so long. Like this film was, yeah, it clocked in over three hours. Like it was longer than the Elvis movie, and I thought the Elvis movie was long, but this one came in, yeah, a little over three hours. So we kind of set like two settings, but it was like just a very um, dramatized, like an entire complete history of her life. I mean, everything she went through her her ups and downs her struggles um you seen like what she really went through and dealt with being because when you think about like in her position she was like this sex symbol and this goddess and you think she 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 could get anything she wanted and she had everything she wanted but what she really strived for was to be like a real legitimate actress and she was just during her whole life she was never taken seriously because of her looks and 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 she was taken advantage of and but you got to it, the they pulled the the curtain back so to speak on on that ver- look that vision of w- what it was like living her life on in her eyes so it was just a great a great story um there was a lot of historical figures in it and and you know obviously it was dramatized much like the Elvis one. And yeah. that's what those biopics do. They really oh, yeah. traumatize. Um, my number two, it, it, I don't know, it might surprise you, it might not, but my number two is is the science fiction film by that new hot director now, Jordan Peele. And the movie I'm talking about is Nope. Oh, I, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love Nope. Um, I love science fiction. Like, And, y- you know, we talked about it when it came out, the big documentary in Search of Tomorrow, but I love great science fiction adventure yeah. film and and nope is it's a modernized alien science fiction and and i think we're going to start to see a lot more from jordan peele in the future yeah he's definitely but, uh, got a, a unique because he's the all the movies he's done so far um they kind of got that kind of uh dreadful fear that it, it kind of builds yeah. in you and that's what you got this isn't a horror movie it's a science fiction movie but it kind of gives yeah. you that dread and and uh fear of what's going to happen and yeah, I was a good one. I I, I think it was, I think it was a, su- a surprise hit. I think it was a surprise film. Of the did year. you watch That's that one. one in theater? No, I didn't. Okay. I I ended up I just bought it. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah, I watched it at home too and watched the 4K of it. But I was I was hoping to try to get to the theater and watch it. I think watching it on a big screen would be good. Yeah, for sure. But like right. talking talking about yeah, the big screen. Let's talk about coming out next year. Um, oh, big screen coming out. I was I was looking at physical media coming out. All right. What are some big things theater wise that you're looking forward to then coming out next year? Physical media. I'm going to say um, in January, we've already hit on a couple things, but I mean, it, it looks like again, 2023 is just going to be full of just all kinds of physical me- media releases uh, like uh, in January. Uh, let me get back to January's releases. We talked about uh, Vestron's collector edition of Dennis it's coming out you've got Groundhog Day hitting 4k you've got Friday the 13th uh the final chapter coming out on a physical disc they're kind of doing those in steelbooks that they're releasing you've got uh they live on steelbook 4k coming out they've released that before but not on a steelbook like this we've got some Mill Creek titles that uh will be coming out too we'll we'll highlight on the show I'm sure we'll get some screeners of uh Belly coming out on a 4K. We've got in February. I know Scream Factory's got a couple big titles that uh, they're they're releasing. Bubba Hotep in a 4K. That's a I forget what anniversary edition this is, but it's like the I think 30th next year. So they've got a big release of that coming out. They've got uh, Return to Swamp thing coming out on 4K. Ah, uh, gosh, the list goes on, Ryan. Oh, yeah. So. I, speaking of 4K, I was going to ask you since um, I just dropped a special holiday letterbox. Did oh, you yeah. pick up the 4K of Christmas Vacation that came out a couple weeks ago? I absolutely did. I picked up all of the holiday classics that they released on 4K this year, and every single one of them was great. The I had a DVD of 
um, Christmas Vacation that we w- basically wore out because we watch it every year. And when they said they were dropping this on 4K, I had to get it. And I'm glad I did. Picture yeah. quality is perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those were good for, for sure. They they will be ones I go back to every year around Christmas time. So, so yeah, I know this, this episode has been all over the place, but I have to mention to you, before we do sign off, I have to mention, did you see the teaser trailer for Scream 6? I did, in New York, yes. Yes. It looks and really good. It looks awesome, doesn't it? And, and especially Ghostface on the subway. Did you see the Jason Voorhees cameo in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was... Uh, yeah. I, I'm curious, though, about this. Is it going to be well, good? I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I think it will be, and... Why I do is I think anytime you can take a franchise um, and put it like in a different location, I think it just breeds a new life into it. So, I, so Jason Voorhees still stuck in Manhattan, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, they they had a guy there on the stuff, like in a hockey mask. Yeah, no. but that's, I think that's fun. And they had a guy dressed up as Chucky in there too. I just yeah. think it's very innovative, like because we see it with a lot of franchises where they stay in the same place or whatever. And I, and I know like people crap on when Jason, when they put, took part eight in the New York and Manhattan, but like, it was about time he got out of the freaking camp. Like you can't do the same movie over and over and over. So I think scream six going to New York, I think it's going to breathe new life. And I think we'll probably see even more scream sequels in the future. Oh, Um, I'm sure. And I'm hoping I'm, we haven't even talked about like TV, but like they've got the Camp Crystal Lake uh, series that's coming out too. That I think is going to be really, yeah, yeah, that's going to be really cool. It looks it, from what I've seen and read about, looks like it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so one Scream thing, Six comes out in March, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, March 10th. Yeah. yeah. Another one more horror one I'm looking forward to is coming out. It's coming out on the 50th anniversary of. The original, the original coming out in 1973. It's 50 years later. Is uh, Blumhouse is gonna be giving it the legacy treatment like they did Halloween? And I'm talking about The Exorcist. That's yep. gonna be yeah, it's that, gonna be something to see. Definitely. I'm curious how well it stacks up to the original. I I mean, I, they can do a good job. Let's hope they do and don't kind of butcher it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some some. I think we're finally gonna get the Indiana Jones movie, aren't we? We yeah, were supposed to see that this year and so, it didn't happen. Yeah, so that, so that's going to be the that's that'll I think that'll be the blockbuster of the summer because yeah. we're going to be getting a de-aged Harrison Ford because they're going to actually do some flashback scenes in I guess the opening. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. Um yeah, it's going to be I think that'll probably be the big hit of the summer definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think next year the Exorcist is is the one I'm looking most forward to see, but there's there's a lot of others that are out there that that are in the works, so to speak. When yeah. they hit, I, I, we'll we'll talk about them on the future episodes for sure. So there's a lot oh, to look yeah. forward to. The one that I um does look kind of interesting though. I'll mention is the Mario Brothers movie. Have you seen that? Kind of looks like a video game to me, like no. the animation kind of movie. But looks like it could be pretty good for kids. That is <laughs> Mario Brothers, oh. the movie. I think that's in April. That's supposed to drop. It's got Chris Pratt. And uh-huh. Charlie Day, so as voice actors. So. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot coming up next year that we'll definitely be touching on and talking about. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, this has been good. Uh, we're glad everybody has really enjoyed and listened and taken part in the season two. And you know, we've got a lot of stuff stacking up for season three, um, and some some exciting things that we're going to share with you soon. Just some things to look forward to. Um, we've got some some big things coming right around the first of uh, the turn of the new year with, uh, or I guess, Ryan, you should in- introduce kind of what are we going to be doing with some of those first couple episodes in January? Because these are, these are some things that we've been working towards and I think are going to be some pretty big episodes you're not going to want to miss. Yeah, one of them is... Uh... It's our it's a Mount Rushmore idea because we spend all this time talking about movies after movies after movies, but we've never really focused on what we kind of consider are the greatest films of all time. So what we hope to accomplish in our Mount Rushmore episode is kind of sharing what we think are the greatest films of all time. And we kind of take that Mount Rushmore concept because when you look at 
uh, when any when anyone talks about something being great or the, you know, they look at probably one of the most historical landmarks in our country and, and having the four, what a lot of people consider the four greatest presidents on that landmark. And so we kind of want to take that same idea and the same approach to what we think are the four greatest films of all time. So we hope to accomplish that. So, yeah. So the, so that'll be the goat episode then, huh? The Mount Rushmore episode, the greatest of all time films, top four. I'm excited. And that's, kind of daunting to do when you're talking about <laughs> millions and millions of films out that there. That is pretty so, tough. Um, that, that, the March movie madness was tough and we'll be going through that again. And, and that's only talking about a genre of films, but trying to higher. pull from, from the list out there. Wow. Yeah. Top so, four is so going to be after, tough. Yeah. So after Mount Rushmore, we have a idea or a concept for uh, another annual thing that we want to do. And that's, introducing a um, Hall of Fame class to our show every single year, every single season, we're going to um, induct a certain number of movies and or TV shows every single year. And we kind of just want to highlight and honor these great works of, you know, art and, you know, it could be a number, a number of films. It could be a number of TV shows. And we kind of just want to, um, highlight them and kind of discuss them and talk about them. And so we'll be doing that as an annual thing at the first of every uh, upcoming season. So, so listeners can be looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And kind of hearing what we kind of, what we kind of consider to be, um, because what we want to do is, you know, obviously not put in like a brand new movie that just came out. We're good with the, these movies or TV shows, they ha- have to have some age on them. So we're looking at, films or tv shows that are at least 25 years old so um lots to look forward to don't give them too much so tune in listeners that's all you're going to hear until we drop these episodes here come january but we'll have all the other exciting stuff too we'll we'll have another march movie madness we're not going to tell you what that genre of films are yet um but you will definitely want to look forward to that we'll also have block parties we're going to have bonus episodes we're going to have movie reviews we're going to have a fall series we're going to have so much exciting stuff that's dropping in season three of 2023 as well as maybe even some kind of fresh new artwork on electric entertainment so you'll definitely want to stick around check out our social media pages make sure you're subscribed because you're going to get a lot of stuff come season three and we're going to be coming at you strong so we do want to wish everybody happy holidays around this time and a very happy new year we thank you for listening and we will catch you in 2023 peace